Welcome to the 69th. That's right. Yeah. 69. 69. <laughs> Scott and I's favorite number. Episode of the Friday Nightmares podcast. I am one half of your hosting team today. The basic white bitch with the mostest drinking some white claws, pumpkin spice lattes, and I don't know, walking my dog. <laughs> I don't know anything else. Heather Powell coming to you today from Waterdown, Ontario, Canada. And with me as always is Mr. Smoke Show Crawford coming to you from the town of Swartz Creek in the county of Genesee, in the state of Michigan, in the United States of America, in the North American continent, in the Western Hemisphere, on the planet Earth, in the Milky Way galaxy, fully vaxxed, boosted and waxed and ready to climax. And if you can, please get me wet. Feed me after midnight. I am the man now, not with the glorious beard. I ended up shaving that thing off and, you know, took some getting used to, but here I am, a.k.a. You look younger. Well, thank you. Yeah. A.k.a. Mother of Cats, a.k.a. The Man with the Humongous <laughs> Ego, <laughs> a.k.a. Scott Housen, and I am a smoke show, and I am better than you, and you know it. And with this new style, Scott, you are totally a 10 out of 10 Tim Davis. You were oh. definitely a, not a Rob Humphreys. Oh, I you am so for sure a Tim Davis. Absolutely. Um, we're recording this a little bit early. We're recording it actually the night before Scott comes to visit me. Our last visit of 2023, possibly, unless I go out there in December to see Scott. Uh, yeah, 2022. Sorry. Yeah, 2022. I don't want to say 2023. I don't know. We're not there I went, yet. I jumped ahead a fucking year. Um, 2022. From the future. Everyone's still mad about Halloween ends. Um, but, and Terrifier 2 and whatever else people are mad about. Um, so yeah, we're, we're recording this one a little early. So you'll be hearing this in November. We do have a spoiler filled review at the end of our episode. We'll, we'll give warnings for Halloween ends in case there's somebody out there living under a log that hasn't seen it by that point. Uh, I know we're a little late to the punch, but Horror for Dummies did a spoiler review and Tim was fucking mad. Like oh, He so was. I like, Tim it. bullied Daniel. He was all like, why don't, why do you in the movie, Daniel? Why? I didn't like it. Why you like oh, it? I loved it. He was really upset. Like, I was listening to him when I was walking in my trails and I was like, shit, I'm glad Tim's not here. Like, I may not make it out of the fucking trails alive. Like, he's so angry. Uh, I pictured, so angry. I pictured when he was going off like that, uh, the South Park episode, Scott Tenderman must die, where Cartman is torturing scott tenderman at the end makes scott tenderman cry and he's like oh yes your tears are so yummy scott because that's not <laughs> doing <know>. it, tim <laughs> i know and like the best part is i watched halloween ends obviously we'll be doing the spoiler review and i liked it i now mind you i wasn't like oh my god it's the best halloween movie that's ever occurred but i definitely didn't think it was worth all the hate and people are still really mad about it i know like really mad and i don't like it's a fucking movie like it's oh. a fucking movie i don't understand i I saw, and I won't go into it too much because you already watched it, but, you know, just before we jump into our 2022s, I did watch Terrifier 2, and I'll be honest, I did not like it as much as the first. Um, I know, I liked it, first of all, extremely well made. You're right about the final girl. Fuck, she was awesome. Wasn't she? And, of course, David Howard Thornton is always a pleasure. Um, but I found he was, Art was a little silly in this one. Um, parts of it, I found a little Looney Tooney and a little too much, a little too Freddy's dead for my liking, 
but but that being said i thought the third act was epic um there were just parts of it that i thought was a little silly I was going to say, what did you feel about the runtime? Did it feel like the two no, and a half hours? No, and it wasn't a runtime issue, right? I You're definitely right. don't think it was too long. And I thought the story was fine. There was just some scenes with him where I feel like the school stuff I thought was silly. I thought that scene was very much like Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, I know that's a spoiler, but I feel like Dave's seen it. And if he hasn't, sorry, Dave. Hey, maybe um, we could do this. Maybe we could kind of just talk a little bit more about it at the end at, with Halloween ends. Yeah, time. you know, maybe if we have time, right? So both, I don't know, killer. Because we won't have a lot. To, we won't have a lot to deep dive in that compared no. to the other one. <laughs> no. And I, I don't know. I, I thought it was. But here's the thing. I'm a big Terrifier fan. I've been looking mm-hmm. forward to Terrifier 2 for years. I still enjoyed it. But you know what? I'm okay that you know, maybe I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. And my life can continue. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's fine. Um, was I disappointed? Sure. You know, maybe they could have done something else. But if I had a choice, I would probably watch the first Terrifier again over this one. Doesn't mean that it's not a good film. It just means that parts of it I thought were just a little too silly. Um, and I think great uh, filmmaking, great filmmaking, excellent movie. You know, I the gore was to, fucking top notch. The gore was over the top, and and that's what you expect, right, from a terrifier film. And um, yes, they definitely upped the ante. Uh, there was a couple of like fuck yous to the audience that they put in there that I thought was really funny. Um, overall, good film. You know, I'm glad I watched it. I enjoyed it. But you know, I'm, if I'm honest, I prefer my terrifier. I prefer my art from the first one um but that's just me right doesn't mean it's a bad movie it just means that's what i prefer i still think i'm glad there's a third coming and i'm glad it's made so much money right and i was gonna say like uh for me like you know obviously like i loved it love 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 loved it and i didn't see uh art nearly as goofy as you did but i could but i know what scenes you were talking about yeah and i feel like those scenes wouldn't bother you as much yeah like i think those scenes would irritate like it's just like how when like sometimes we'll watch comedy and you'll be like heather this is your comedy yeah this is your level of comedy right we just have such a subjective taste sometimes where something will bother me and it won't bother you like that asmr thing bugs the oh, shit out of you and oh. for me i'm like oh yeah it sounds relaxing right like it's just different preferences but i <laughs> i definitely think a lot of love and work went into terrifier too and i think that you know a round of applause because you know, that went from being a pretty low budget film to making a lot of fucking money in the Yeah, I was gonna say let's give us a second just Yeah. Slow fucking bravo to you know all everybody that's went to the theater to go see this because mm-hmm. because of you, Terrifier 2 went from only having a one day one time showing to having a full weekend showing to having the next weekend showing to having the next weekend showing competing with Halloween ends. And then to continue on to another weekend into Halloween itself. And yeah. like finally came in like over a thousand extra theaters that got added to yeah. went to Canada. Like this $250,000 movie last I knew was at 5.48 million, which, you Huge. know, this is a movie you would never expect to see in a theater and no. doing fucking gangbusters. It's on the news, like fucking yeah. Detroit, my Detroit channels that I've watched like sometimes with the news. The anchors were even talking about it in Detroit, talking about like how messed up this movie is and like uh, audience members are passing out. It's totally doing the whole shtick of, oh, audience members are getting sick and fainting because of this terrifying clown movie, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And it's just incredible to see like, because it's all word of mouth. And it's been viral. Didn't it strike you how desensitized you and I are because it didn't disturb me at all? Yeah. Like the only thing I said, I was just like, damn, would never expect to see this on the big screen. Yeah. Like there was, yeah. Like I think in a theater would be shocking, but like, and you know, there was a a scene that you had mentioned to me that was very 
um, intense, and it was. But like, I don't know. We watched so much shit that I was like, oh yeah, right. Like, I and was you're like, this is terrifying. Hey, time for bed, right? Like <laughs> it's just, it's just like, and that's and that's not like me being like, oh, I'm so tough. I'm a horror fan. Like it's just we watch so much stuff. You and I, particularly, especially international films that don't hold back. That, you know, this to me was, it was good, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like the gore I found disturbing. But for someone who doesn't really watch horror movies, it would be upsetting. Yeah. Like if like you just for... watch mainstream, it would be really mainstream North American theater releases. This would be like fucking over the top for you. Yeah. And uh, for a lot of these people that are just now hearing about it, like through the news or whatever, and, uh, you know, hearing that it's basically an endurance test of horror, they're going to want to go to try to check it out and see it for themselves. And yeah, they don't know what they're getting into. Mm-hmm. And they come out shocked. And once again, that's another thing about this movie. It's like, it's become an endurance test for a lot of the mainstream audience, which is awesome. Like, yeah, I'm just like, like you've, you've seen me. I've been like sharing posts with you all the time. Like, just like, look how much it's made. Like I am just fucking flabbergasted and just so happy to see something like this doing so well. Yeah. And about time, you know, about fucking time. Like, thank God it's not the purge anarchy. You know, thank God it's not like election year purge or whatever the fucking shit comes out and like other, you know, Halloween ends, all those people bitching about Halloween ends. I hope you went and saw Terrifier too. Right. You know, like I, you know, push these indie, indie films and continue to support them. Fortunately, it wasn't at a theater near me. I wasn't able to practice what I preach, but I'm really glad I got to watch it. I think it's great. And I recommend it to people. I just prefer Terrifier 1. Um, but lucky for me, I can watch that whenever I want. So. Exactly. Doesn't Let's ruin the first one for you. No, it doesn't. I know. Tim's like, shut up, Eddie. <laughs> Halloween ends was horrible. And I'm like, I know, Tim. I know. Tell, show us on Halloween, on show Scott's me. body, where it touched you. I hope it's right here in the boobs. Right. Um, but yeah, anyway, let's get to our watches. Did you watch this first one? Uh, I don't have. Oh, the shit. Stuff. Yeah. I didn't share our notes. I just assumed you got your notes. Yeah, let me notes. pull them up real quick. I just was uh, waiting to see. I will share. Sure no, I didn't share them. And I'll just say what the first oh, yeah. one is. It is Piggy. Yeah, so I you did that. watch it? Yeah. Okay. So let me pull up the stuff that I was going to talk about with Piggy. This one was a real interesting one. I think this was a, was it Spanish? I think it was. Okay. I thought so. All right. So Piggy is a hundred minute runtime. Adolescence can be brutal. A bullied, overweight teenager sees a glimpse of hope when her tormentors are brutally abducted by a mesmerizing stranger. Um, Dave C wants to watch this one, so I'm not going to say too much on it. And this is a very, very good film. Um, it's it's pretty dark, and there's a couple of different ways I thought it was going to go at different times. It didn't. Uh, be prepared for a lot of empathy for the main character. Yeah. Um, great actress it there were some scenes that i found very challenging to get through personally um my dog's just barking away but it would <laughs> anyway <laughs> mickey obviously didn't like it either so but no i thought it was a pretty decent film scott what were your thoughts on it? and i'll try to mute while my dog's being uh, of course this is when he stops anyway I, I honestly freaking loved it. Uh, I thought it was just such a well done film that once again, you know, Spanish films, uh, like if I'm correct on the span, like being Spanish language, uh, but films like this don't pull any punches and show you the realistic nature of like human behavior. And this covers bullying in kind of a hard way to watch. Like mm-hmm. you feel so bad for this poor girl and the shit she's going through. And unfortunately, this is the type of shit that happens to like, people around that age and you know it's not just at home or not just at school it's also like in public areas it's on social media like Mm -hmm. it's just following her everywhere and you feel you have so much empathy for this girl and like when everything happens like 
you're almost frustrated with her, but at the same time, you understand why she's not doing anything about certain situations. But I yeah. found this just be a mesmerizing watch that was just a real life horror situation and fucking well done movie. I couldn't agree more. This is a really, really good film. I think if you enjoy social commentary films, uh, films about quote unquote misfits, I think this will be one for you. Uh, this film is available on iTunes, Google, Vudu, um, YouTube, and um, Microsoft store. And I think it's avail- It's worth whatever rental price you pay. I think this is a definitely a strong international film that's come out this year and I recommend it to people. Oh, I, this is a high recommend. Rent it for whatever price. Like it's yeah. fucking great. It's worth it for sure. Um, the next one, I believe, uh, is one you have not seen, right? No, no. All right. So... I spend most of my nights, so. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but uh, the next one is Alone in the Dark. No, not the Alone in the Dark from 1980. No, not the Alone in the Dark from like 2011. Nope, this is Alone in the Dark 2022. It is not a remake, nothing of that sort, but it is a to-be original and uh, basically feels like a Lifetime movie. <laughs> uh, nice. I'll give you a synopsis. Brie is recently divorced and under house arrest due to her ex-husband's crimes. But when a stalker shows up, things seem to have control over... uh, When a stalker shows up, that seems to have control over his surroundings. Uh, Yeah, basically, this is very generic, very lifetime-y. The acting is very lifetime-y in ways that feels like a lifetime film when you're watching it, like, camera-wise. She's basically on house arrest in this beautiful freaking mansion because her ex-husband was rich and like has all the like alexa stuff where it's very it's basically a smart home can lock the doors for you can do this for you can do that for you and yeah then someone basically knows like the codes and stuff like that to get into this system to fuck with her and Mm. it yeah i mean interesting concept but yeah very lifetimey very blah i mean it's a tubi original like i say we're doing the tubi awards so i'm just kind of like eating up everything tubi original that i can just because why not they're easy watches so if you're just wanting to just devour everything tubi releases it's free on tubi so why not it goes quickly it's not offensive to my eyes but it's nothing like uh, this will be very this is a very forgettable movie okay well we'll keep moving on then <laughs> we'll yeah. move to significant other um significant other is a 84 minute runtime uh we have is it micah Mika, uh, Mika Monroe, Mika Monroe yep. in her second film this year. Mm-hmm. Right, always loving seeing her. Um, do you really know the one you love? Ruth and Harry decide to take a romantic backpacking trip through the Pacific Northwest, but amongst the beautiful scenery, Ruth makes an unexpected discovery that sets her off a strange, frightening new path. The couples aren't alone in the woods and they may not be the same when they come out, if they come out. Uh, this has a 2.9 rating on Letterboxd. Not a lot of people have seen it yet. I really enjoyed this one. I thought it was a really good survival horror film. Uh, I really got into the characters. I, I liked where this was going. I don't want to give too much because as Sandra said, you don't want to give away too much because it leads to spoilers. But I think that- Love you, Xander. I love you, Xander. But if you like relationship films, if you enjoy survival type films, I think this is a film for you. Uh, I don't know, Scotty, what did you think? Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Uh, thought it was a unique uh, unique story. And, uh, you know, I am a sucker for relationship horror films. And this one uh, dove pretty uh, solidly into like a topic that we've always uh, brought up about like proposing and whatnot. And- mm-hmm. 
and like some of the conversations they had were very real before shit went down but yeah i thought this was a very solid just beautiful movie well shot creepy at moments uh freaking the acting was great like this is this is definitely worth checking out and this is going to be uh in like in competition for my relationship award for the i agree for the, end of it, the was, year. it was exceptional um it's available on paramount amazon channel and paramount plus uh check it out I think if you have those channels and you have access to it, it's definitely worth it. I don't think you can rent it, but you, uh, if you have those channels, give it a watch. Yeah, completely agree. Now you uh, watch this one, right? I sure did. I'm pulling yeah, it up nice. right now. Nice. All right. So the next film, I just love this title, Bitch Ass. <laughs> a gang initiation goes wrong when a group of four recruits break into a house of horror as they're all forced to play deadly games for their lives. So do you want... Uh, do you want a Saw movie where the games are board games and Jenga and paper, paper, rock, scissors or stuff like that? Well, this is the low budget, low rent version of Saw for you. <laughs> I really liked this movie. I think I liked it more than Scott did. I oh, so crazy I empathized me. with the main character. I actually really enjoyed this one. It's not a oh, it is available for rent on iTunes, Google. Uh, YouTube, Microsoft, or in Cineplex. I don't know. It, I think Scott gave the most honest description of it. So if that's what you like, a $2.99, $1.99 rental. But uh, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Because um, Now that means Rob, fucking Rob Humphreys is going to watch it. <laughs> Fine, Rob, watch it. I liked it. It was good for me anyway. But I think Scott's the f- definition is the best. Yeah, I'll say I don't hate it. It was easy. It was like easy to watch, entertaining. And it's uh for people that don't know, it's urban horror. Uh, so something like Tales from the Hood, Candyman, yeah. stuff like that. Um, and like yeah, once again, another movie that kind of uh dives into bullying and like the gang problems and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Another real life look. I just found the games to be very silly and just. <laughs> I love the games. I thought they were great. Oh, I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it, Scott. I know. I don't, uh, and I wouldn't be like, oh, man, this movie's so great. Everyone should watch it. Right. It was just my thing. I really dug it. So listen to Scott's review. And then if you're a sucker like me, watch it. That's the best <laughs> thing you can say. Um, all right. The next one is The Final Rose, which was a 2B original. Oh, okay. um, did you watch this, Scott? I sure fucking did. No, you fucking didn't. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> anyway, this is a 22-minute runtime, and a young single mother arrives on a remote island to compete on Love at Last. TV number one, TV's number one dating show until Louis discovers a mysterious killer slaying the contestants one by one. Honestly, what was the most interesting about this show was I'm like, that's how reality TV shows are filmed. That was the most interesting thing about this movie because this movie dissects what the backstage part is like. And they're probably right. That's exactly how it goes down. Minus the murder part. Um, but yeah, it was not a great film. Uh, Lance Lanford oh, from The Horror so Returns. If your wife is listening, she would like this film a lot. So get her to watch this and you could watch it with her because it's tolerable. But that's about it. Like it is oh. super cheese, but it is, it's honestly like a guilty pleasure. If we had like, we're not going to do any more awards because we don't have fucking time. We'll be doing award oh, shows for like oh, a year. You, you ain't getting control. This is my ship we're on Okay, now. fine. Now we're going to do an award. If Guilty Pleasure was like a, one of our awards, I think this movie would be up there because I had such a good time watching it because it's so 
silly and the bachelor concept is so silly and the way they make fun of it is fucking really like they don't take themselves seriously right they're like it's like a murder show but they're like this is really actually like bullshit by the way everyone who believes in this shit and it's kind of funny oh Um, i had so much fucking fun with this movie like i (laughs) loved it like it's not getting like a super high rating because it doesn't deserve it but oh my god was i entertained because of how just because for one i hate reality tv and to find and like to see just like this is how they cause the drama and this and that behind the scenes and the bachelor going can we get rid of this ugly one she's a mother can we get rid of her i don't really do i have to go on a date with her like the just assholeness of this character and oh it was just so stupid but so fun i just i loved it like it was I was giggling to myself while watching it work. I was like, this is just great. <laughs> oh man, it was fucking hilarious. It was really, really funny. But anyway, it's a to be original. I don't know. If you guys are interested in make something that makes fun of reality TV, then watch it. If you have a wife or a partner who or, or a husband or I don't know, someone who is like not really into horror movies but really into reality TV, this might be something they would enjoy because it's not gory. Like you're not gonna get grossed out or anything during it um yeah anyway i'll let you go to the next one because i haven't seen this one all right so yeah but yeah that yeah i definitely recommend it if you're wanting something dumb and fun yeah. and easy to watch um but this one uh kind of gets you into the uh halloween spirit uh this was a netflix original and it's called the curse of bridge hollow and it stars uh marlon waynes so i was like okay marlon waynes and uh kelly Rowland. so i was like oh no shit okay uh, a Halloween, a Halloween hating dad reluctantly teams up with his teenage daughter when an evil spirit wreaks havoc by making their town's decorations come to life. This is basically like Hocus Pocus meets Goosebumps meets like a lot of the like introductory young children style horror. I would say it's more teenage based because there is a little more swearing in it and stuff like that in Marlon Wayne style humor. Um, but yeah, the animatronics in this, like all the decorations coming to life was just super entertaining. It had just a really cool, like cool story. It was very nice. fun, very Halloween themed. Marlon Wayne's playing this Halloween hating father was hilarious. The neighborhood, all the neighbors around him were obsessed with Halloween and they're just like complete dorks about it. And I loved it. And there was even a homie don't play that uh, line that he threw in from In Living Color. I was like, that's yes, amazing. that's great. That, this was just very fun, definite introductory children's horror, definitely a Halloween film. Like it's totally for this season. I had a lot of fun with this one. It was just very entertaining. Awesome. Awesome. And that's a free watch on Netflix. So yeah. you're looking for something. It's, I know it's post Halloween now, but if you're looking for something just to, I don't know, relive the magic, I guess you could watch it. So the next one is The Possessed. This is a 97-minute runtime. It is an Australian film. Tim Davis covered it on Horror for Dummies, and he sent some love to it, which I thought was really nice. Um, Chris Sun is the director. I think the directing of this movie is fine. I think the writing at times was a struggle. Um, I do agree that our good friend John Jarrett kind of was a little bit over the top in this film. Um, you know, it's a possession film. It's, it's very... Um, silly at parts it is based on quote-unquote true events Mm. of someone who did exorcisms i personally didn't overly enjoy it but i can definitely see that there was effort put into this and uh i echo tim's sentiments that if you're from australia much like you know me being from canada i support a lot of low-budget canadian films and i think that it's important that you support your own i don't think it's a bad film um i definitely think there as i said a lot of love and effort i'm not huge on the possession stuff so maybe that was the other thing for me 
but if you are someone who enjoys possession films, and this sounds like something that it could be for you, it is available on Amazon, Google, Vudu, YouTube, and Microsoft Store. Nice. Yeah, this is one that I was, because uh, I heard Tim gush about it, and uh, like I talked to you about it because you said you watched it, and you're like, yeah, for you, I wouldn't bother because you know my taste. I probably yeah, I, I, I don't think you would enjoy it, Scotty, and I just realized I forgot to put my next one, but did you watch this one too, the Hulu one? The Hulu? Sorry, the Hulu. <laughs> uh, Matriarch? Yeah, Matriarch. You yeah, watched, watched it, right? It. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Oh, you watched okay. it? Yeah, I watched it too. Oh, I just forgot nice. to put it on my list. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, nice. Yeah. All right, so yeah, I'll jump into this one. But yeah, the next one is Matriarch, which is a Hulu exclusive. Uh, afflicted with a mysterious disease after surviving an overdose, a woman returns to her childhood home to confront her personal demons, but instead discovers a real one. Uh, this stars Kate Dickey, who most people will recognize from either Game of Thrones or uh, from The Witch. Um, I, I really dug this movie. Uh, it's very uh interesting and went a lot of routes i did not expect i could not stand our main character i thought she was a horrible person but once again that's because of drug addiction and all that stuff and i was i did not like her at all and that's not what my mouth is open about i saw Gemma rupert in the performance of the mousetrap this year mm, the Gemma main Rupert. chick really i saw her in the performance of the mousetrap this year when no i was shit. in england she's yeah, a no stage shit. actress and i was like i think i know that name and i went and i looked and i'm like yeah huh. she actually played who you thought was the killer but wasn't in the mousetrap oh nice that's fucking cool sorry wow. <laughs> that's awesome that's cool. Anyway, you didn't like the mother. I agree. The mother was. Well, no, no, I like, no, the daughter. I didn't like the main character. Uh, oh, you didn't like the main character. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. She wasn't really affable. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't supposed to be, you weren't supposed to be liking her, but like it did bring this whole mystery together with her and her mother. Her mother being as acting weird as shit, the townsfolk acting weird as shit. And when it gets to that third act and the reveal of what's going on, I'm going, oh, fuck yeah. This I'm on board for. This is some. Yeah, this is some Lovecraftian type shit here. I I really it. like this movie. Isn't that shocking? I, I was because I, I that's why I never brought this one up to you because I didn't think you would like. Yeah, I really enjoyed it quite a bit, and I found that it was just the right mix of Lovecraft. Yeah, like it's just very dark and sinister, and leaves mm -hmm. a lot of the mystery till the very end, which was great. And yeah, dug it, dug it. It's on Disney Plus in Canada, by the way. If you guys want to check it out, which you got still, no Hulu. It always cracks me up to see when you say Disney Plus that sees horror films that are all fucked up. And I know, weird. right? I know. <laughs> like Disney Plus solo. Yeah. <laughs> Serbian film for unlimited time only. Cannibal it's, Holocaust. It's right? Shutter for kids. Shut, kids Shutter. Yeah, we and you know we'll never forget about Watership Down on Kids Shutter that plays exactly. constantly over and over and over right? again. Over and over again. <laughs> uh, but no, I definitely recommend this if you have uh, Hulu or Disney Plus. This movie's worth watching. It's good. It's really yeah, well is, done, Tom. This is uh, up for a couple of awards for me right now too. Like I nice. really dug this. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm dig it now more knowing that I fucking recognize that chick from seeing her in the mousetrap. That's yeah, that's cool. really freaking cool. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Because, uh, wow. Eh, what do you know? Right. All right. What's the next one that we got here? VHS 99. We can both talk about this one. Fuck yeah, we can. Um, <laughs> fuck yeah, we can. Mm, yeah. So this is a 99 minute runtime. Isn't that fitting? Hmm, perfect. <laughs> Look at that. Um, VHS goes to hell. Funny title. A teenager's home video leads to a series of horrifying revelations. I'm just going to get this out of the way now. This is a Shutter exclusive. Well, no, it's on Shutter and also DirecTV and AMC. Um, I thought it was okay. I will say that. Tisk, tisk. I know. Tisk. We both liked opposite stories. I know. That's the funny yes. part. 
Yes. All right. So and we don't want to give too much away, Scotty. Nope, I won't. I'm just going to okay. say I loved it. I had a blast with this. This is my second favorite in the VHS franchise after part two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll give a quick ranking. VHS 2, VHS 99, VHS 1, VHS 94, and then VHS viral. That would be the order I would put them in. I put VH99 under VHS 1. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so not too third. far off. No, yeah. not too far off. No. Um, but I loved pretty much every story in this, except for the one that Heather loved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we won't go into them because we don't want to spoil. Nope, I will um, just say uh, the third one, I realized why I didn't like it. Once I realized who the director was, the Flying Flying Lotus. They did a movie called Kuso years and years and years ago and i fucking hated that movie with a passion it was the worst film i seen that year like at that time um but the director of deadstream did the final one and that one was fucking awesome for me i loved it so you got two very different opinions here on some different stories so check it out it's definitely worth your time and if you're a vhs liker or an anthology liker no reason not to it's on the shuddy yeah this was worth watching for sure like Obviously, Heather liked it more than 94. I liked it more than 94. And honestly, I want to kind of give 94 a rewatch at some point because I have a feeling I might might have been a little too harsh on it. I'm not sure. Maybe we were in a dark time. You were in a it dark place been. at that time. Um, this next one is a Canadian classic. Oh, hell yeah. Made. Rob Humphrey. Oh, man, this. so mad. Rob Humphrey is just getting on his, his putting on his hollow notes record. He's putting on a CM Punk shirt. He's ogling some 19-year-olds that are walking outside his house right now. I can say that because this is the kind of humor that Rob Humphrey has. We were talking about Terrifier. And I said, you know, he's like, there's no plot. I'm like, well, it's never, you've never been a woman out at a pizza place where a creepy dude, I went in this whole story, how I've had that happen to me with my friends and some creepy guy stalkers. He's like, hey, I totally relate. I've been the creepy guy staring at young girls at the pizza oh, place. Jesus Christ. So that's like so when I make comments about Rob, just so we know, just so we're clear, Rob knows it's happening, and he also rolls with it. So, oh Rob, I'm sorry. <laughs> Look what you got into becoming I know. friends with us. I know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, back to this that Rob's gonna throw a casket. Probably a lot of other 80s slasher fans are probably gonna blow their caskets over. <laughs> Every single person that liked the boring fucking original version of this one called Snooze Train. Yeah. <laughs> Nap give, train. Us the, give us the Tubi original Yas Fuck. Queen Tubi Train. <laughs> it's the Terror Train. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> it's a 90-minute runtime that actually feels like a 90-minute runtime, not a fucking five-hour runtime. <laughs> That's so dark you can't see what's going on in the last scene. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. Is he wearing a mask? Is he not wearing a mask? This one was actually really great. What I liked about this one, I'm not gonna go into great detail. I don't and I kind of cut off Scott, but Mary Walsh is in this. She's an awesome uh Canadian comedian, and it was nice to see her. And I will leave it at that. Yeah, this. This is, you know, once again, a remake that, you know, doesn't stray far off from the original. Uh, I think it just adds a quicker pace to it all and kind of gets to the kills a little faster. The acting, I'd say, is about on par. I know that's going to be sacrilege to you 80s fans. Like, obviously, Jamie Lee Curtis, amazing actress. But in this, like, everybody I thought did decent and the kills were fun. The movie was fun. Like it was fast paced. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. No, I'm not gonna fucking sugarcoat it. I thought it was better than the original. And it's uh, more. It moves quicker. I'll give it that. It moves quicker. And like, oh, you actually believe that there's emotions in this one. Yeah, you know what I mean. Instead of like, I am so upset. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's just it's 
but no one parties on a train. And I always watch this. I'm like, who fucking parties on a train? Right. I have never yeah. been invited to a train party once. And I grew up near train tracks. There is no parties on trains. Right. You know I, live, I live next commuters. to your goddamn train station. That doesn't yeah, happen. Fuck you and your fucking train parties. There's no old people go on trains. That's hey. who rides trains. Hey. I rode I a train. I rode a train too, Scott, but you were fucking ripping it up on the train. Fuck like, yeah, I was. I was drinking beer at eight o'clock in the morning, Missy. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you actually were. Actually, Scott was there a train. Who are we kidding? Yeah. Um, so this is available on Tubi, and if you want to piss off Rob Humphreys from uh, this Horror Life podcast and Slasher Radio, watch it and tell him how much you like it. Send him a BM, he, DM. He really likes that. Yeah, send, really him a likes- B- send him a BM too. Send him Bowel a BM. Movement. Mm-hmm. Bowel movement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Send them um, <laughs> but our, that's what I think of your podcast now, Scott and Heather. <laughs> <laughs> but our good friend Xander Kane also really did enjoy this one a lot. That's because Xander is good taste. Yeah, Rob Humphrey. Rob Humphreys. Anyway, I don't know why I did it like that. That was sort of like <laughs> one of those stupid fucking 2000 movies with like Will Ferrell. Um, oh, anyway. So, and it looks like uh, the next one next. will be me. All right. Yeah, yeah. So let me pull that up real quick, y'all. <laughs> y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one is so independent. It doesn't even have a cover art uh, on letterbox. It's just a gray square with the name. Oh, uh, nice. I was just kind of rolling through Tubi and I seen like, oh, look at these couple of these found footage films. They're 2022. Oh, this one looks interesting. And that is Day of Disappearance. Uh, It's a 114 minute runtime, so it's a bit long. But uh, in September of 2019, a young man named David Hale started a YouTube vlog. Three months later, December 1st, marked the last video on the account and was the last time David was seen. This film is a compilation of his channel's uploads. They are being released in this way in an effort to bring awareness and to hopefully find David. The original dated uncut footage is still available on David's YouTube channel. You can find this and more about David here. And they actually give uh, a YouTube link because yeah, they actually uploaded all the original YouTube accounts of this character, David. They went all out, huh? Yeah, they went all out. (laughs) Yeah, and I gotta say, like, I really dug this film, like, it's very low budget, like one, like I think there's maybe two actors total, but David and then his aunt, and you barely see his aunt in it. And it's just him like being this kind of like nervous, dorky college student who just moved to Hawaii and is getting ready to go to college there. And I just felt for this kid. Like he, like I really just was invested with his story and just felt bad for like, for what he was going through. And like, you just like, oh, you're just like this dork. That's just like super friendly and just like, kind of just nervous about doing a video vlog and stuff and was it like you it's like hey, you're I, 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 yeah, I, I can kind of relate to it me <laughs> and yeah like i totally related to him like like seriously i did and like, i know um, you did that's why I said. <laughs> and uh like yeah his acting was really good it was genuine um the reveal of what happens later wish they would have showed a little more but for almost a two-hour runtime, I didn't really feel it at all. Like, and I was just invested in the story of what happened to this poor kid. And yeah, it's a total like documentary-style found footage film, and it's really fucking good. So, where is it available? Tubi. Um, I found this one on Tubi. Yes. Fucking hashtag Tubi. It's where yeah, it's this is. Shit's uh, on. And this is also up for a couple of awards for me. I will have to watch it. Maybe I'll watch it tomorrow at the gym before you get here. Do it. Do it. Um, the one I'm going to talk about is The Slayers. Um, no, it's not, it's not The Slayers. Sorry, it's just Slayers. Uh, this was an 88-minute <laughs> runtime. And this had such potential. Like, you had Thomas Jane, Abigail Binsley, uh, oh, Marlon. Abigail Breslin? Breslin, yeah. 
a Marlon Malin Ackerman. Oh, Malin Ackerman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She was in like, uh, The Aviary from earlier this year. Yeah, well, she's been in a lot of movies. Mm. Watchmen, 27 Dresses, Final Girls. Like, she's actually a really good actress, but this movie was... Okay, it was everything social media influencers gone wrong. Like, if you are a social media influencer um, fan, don't watch this movie. If you hate social media influencers, don't watch this movie. Um, it deserves this 1.7 rating on Letterboxd. It really doesn't deliver at all. Really? Yeah, I, you know, and it had all the right mix-ins, but it just, yeah. Mm. So if for some reason you really want to check it out because you're a big fan of some of the people that are in this, you can rent it on Vudu, Google Play, Amazon, YouTube, or Microsoft Store, but I, I don't recommend it. I'll be honest with you. Like, honestly, it's it's a solid skip for most people. That's unfortunate, especially with the big names it has in it. You know, it's it's misleading. Yeah. I guess you, we can move on to the next one because I know both of us oh, have yeah. seen this. Oh, yes, please. All right, so when I was continuing my like two B searches of like, oh look at this, another found footage. I'll save this to my list and blah blah blah. I came across a movie called The Flock. While on a journey to find a mysterious cult, three young people encounter a plot to raise a demonic entity. Hot on their trail is a team of mercenaries with a similarly mysterious background, hell bent on taking down anyone involved. Um, this was fine. Like it's, I found it on Tubi. This is where it can be watched. It's uh, 84 minutes, so it goes by quickly. Uh, and it bounce, and it does like bounce between different groups of people that are having cameras and like doing stuff, like the mercenaries, the cultists, and other things. And I found it an interesting story. I just found the execution lacked a bit. Mm. And I was saying, what did you think? I agree. I you I could not add more than what you said. I found it challenging to follow at times. Um, yeah, there's been better mockumentaries. This is a skip for me, honestly. Yeah, this was like just just above average for me. It wasn't like yeah. anything insulting to my eyes. Like it didn't drag. <laughs> I didn't hate it. It was just there, and it was fine. Like I was hoping for more because it was on one of those uh, found f- uh, found footage horror films of 2022 to look out for. And I'm like, oh sweet. And then I seen it on Tubi, and I'm like, yay. And I'm like, oh, I don't think that that person's watched a lot of found footage, or that person's friends with the director. Yes. And you know what? Hey, everyone needs to start somewhere. But if you're exactly. a found footage complete, completist, you can find this bad boy on the Tubi. Yep. And it's called The Flock. It's yes. yep, like I say, it's free, worth a watch. Why not? Well, you got the next one too. All right. Let me see what the next one is. It's TerraNet. Okay. Well, sorry. I'm having to bounce between that. Uh, the oh, Google no, that's Docs okay. and Letterboxd. That's why I told you. Thank you. All right. Let me pull up TerraNet here. Where the hell did it go? Oh, there it is. All right. So Terranet is also a, another found footage film I found on Tubi. Um, mm, Tubi, Tubi, Tubi. Because, you know, why the fuck not? Why not? It's free. Tubi just throws out all these little indie films that you just may not rec- uh, realize. But yeah. uh, yeah, the tagline, clear your history. <laughs> um, the, the synopsis is a ghost hunting team consisting of a psychic medium, Glenn Staker, presenter Luis Jamesman, and tech expert David Edison attempt to help cursed woman Sarah by banishing the spirit that haunts her. The project has been secretly funded by mysterious entrepreneur Mr. Namtar Nettie, but David has given all the money to a, a cam girl that he is obsessed with after she told him she was going to be homeless. At their first online ghost hunting event, Glenn tries to banish the demon haunting Sarah, Osmodius, the demon of lust. Uh, this is kind of like a uh, YouTube social media style horror where they're all like on their computers and like almost kind of like a What's the one from a couple of years? The uh, host on Shutter. Oh, okay, yeah. Where they're doing like the seance and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. It's 
Uh, it's supposed to be funny and didn't really find much comedy in it. Um, but I, I did chuckle at the fact that the main character is just like, oh yeah, all this money to create this YouTube channel and hire all these like, like well-known medium and psychics and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm going to give it to this cam girl that I'm obsessed with and I'm going to keep watching her doing her dirty show and I feel bad for her. So here's all the money. Oh shit. She didn't pay me back in time. And then drama ensues from there. But yeah, yeah. this was, I found a chore to get through. So do you not watch skip? Yeah. Just do not watch like, once again, like this could have been good, but I don't think they had the budget and the star power behind it for an acting acting wise. Yeah. Yeah, that can do it. That but can this do is, it. But this is also on Tubi as well. So yeah, if you're just wanting to be a found footage completionist, go ahead. But yeah, it wouldn't bother. Have you watched this next one yet? I've only about half half hour into it so far. Oh man. The next one, and I will not talk much about it. Don't worry, darling. Oh, thanks. I won't. And it's 123 minutes. Welcome to Victory, a 1950s housewife living with her husband in an utopia experimental community begins to worry about his glamorous company, maybe hiding disturbing secrets. This movie is fucking amazing. Um, I was so excited. All everyone is talking, like, you know that meme, like everyone's talking about Halloween ends. This is me. This was my Halloween ends of this year. This and Terrifier nice. too. I was really excited for Don't Worry Darling. I thought it was going to be awesome and it didn't fucking disappoint. Um, this will be in my top 10, if not my top five. This movie is fucking amazing. Florin Pugh steals the show again. Um, she is such an amazing watch actress. It. Watch it. I don't care what kind of level of horror fan you are. Watch it. It's great. It's amazing. Um, it is available on Amazon, Vudu, uh, Google Play, uh, and Microsoft Store, and it is worth whatever fucking money you pay for it. It's that good. Yeah, I'd say I'm about yeah 35 minutes in, and yeah, I can see I'm going to really dig this movie. It's very, oh, yeah. It's got me just curious on what the hell's it's going Florence on. Pugh. You yeah. know what I mean? She fucking sells she it. She nails it. You know, there's just, and her character throughout this just goes through, oh man, I'll re- I wanted to rewatch it the moment it finished. That says a lot for you. Last time I knew you did that was live scream. Yeah, yeah. Like, That's it, impressive. So, you know, it, because I want to go back and catch things. Right. right? <laughs> so yeah, check it out, recommend it, watch, watch, watch. Nice. Uh, then I guess I got the last one on the list. Oh, you uh, sure do. Have you, did you end up watching this one? No, I skipped it because I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but you may you may want to. I uh, may? Uh, okay. Yeah, i say uh, this is Old Man, directed by Lucky McKee, who also directed May and The Woman and a few of the Masters of Horror episodes. Um, the synopsis is deep in the woods, a lost hiker stumbles upon the cabin of an erratic and reclusive old man. What starts off as cordial conversation soon turns dangerous as it becomes clear that one or both of them might be hiding a terrifying secret. The stars, uh, Stephen Lang, who I think nowadays they just go, hey, you know, we just need an old man that can play badass and frightening. You want to do that? Sure, I'm on board because he does that again in this, but he's way 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 more unhinged in this not like in a like terrifying way more just like he's lost his goddamn mind like he's been isolated nice. for so long in this cabin like out in, i think it was like the colorado rockies or whatever so he's like out in the middle of nowhere by himself and he's just loses his damn mind but holy shit the performances between him and uh mark center 
those two because it's basically just those two for the entire movie like there's a few tiny little appearances by other actors but these two just steal the screen and once again if it was not for these two actors this movie would not be as good nice but the story i'm just you're wondering okay what the hell is going on what is the odds of all this happening and like how did they come together and all this and like what are how did this all happen and the unfolding mystery of that is fascinating and when when there's the reveal of what goes on, like my jaw just hit the floor. I'm just like, no oh, cool. shit. Okay. Like this movie was awesome. That's awesome. Um, um, I may check it out then. Where is it available? Yeah, I was just gonna say, I gotta look to see where it's available real quick. Uh, this is available on iTunes, Google Play, Vudu, Amazon Video, and DirecTV. Uh, this yeah. is definitely a high recommend for me. Awesome. So that's our 2022 list for now. Keep checking it out. We keep watching them. We keep sharing them. Uh, for older films, I have The Sacrament, which was a found footage film that I finally checked out. This is a 99-minute runtime from 2013. Um, it basically is a retelling of the of the Jonestown Massacre, only it's a little bit different because they're talking about a modern-day situation. So it's interesting. They managed to re- have a guy that looks like Jim Jones in it and also be talking about what happened in the major massacre when everybody was killed, which I think is actually really, really cool. So it is found footage. There is some fairly well-known actors in here. Uh, we got Joe Swanberg, A.J. Bowen, um, the guy that plays the father is Gene Jones, which is hilarious because <laughs> he's playing Jim Jones and he's been in a fair amount of movies. Oh, Country for Old Men, uh, The Hateful Eight, um, Oz, The Powerful, like obviously people have acting chops in this movie. It's very believable. It's probably one of the better found footage films I've ever seen. My understanding is Dave C doesn't like it. So sorry, Dave. I like it. I think it's really good. So I say, if you haven't watched it, check it out. I think it gives another good retelling of what we assume happened at Jonestown um, in the massacre. Yeah, because I watched this way, way long ago, shortly after it was released. And I remember liking it. Um, and yeah, I, I want to kind of rewatch it because like I say, I've been kind of just doing like a lot, lot of the found footage stuff lately. So I, I want to see how I feel about it now, but I think I'd still enjoy it. Yeah, I think you would. I think now that you have more of appreciation for, appreciation for found footage, you'll definitely like it a little bit more. Um, I'm assuming that no older watch for you, right? No, I looked and the only older watch I had was uh, what I watched earlier today for our show. I'm looking at Rob Humphrey's Facebook. So that's also an yeah, older that's watch. old school news right there. That's old man too. It's going to be Rob Humphrey's yelling at people for not liking yes. CM Punk and <laughs> Hall Notes. I would say I love you, Rob, but you know I love you. Rob, uh, I want you. Funny story of what I would did to Rob before we move. We'll tell this quickly. So Rob always jokes with me that women should just be in the kitchen making sandwiches. He just says stuff to bug me. He tells me Canada's always cold. I don't know. He just likes to harass me every day. Wait, Canada's not cold? No, like all year <laughs> round. So anyway, he he. I said to him on Friday night, because I guess he saw that I went out to like the nightclub the week before, and I guess he thought my outfit was sexy. sexy because I said to him, I'm going to send you a sexy video tonight, Rob. And he's like, why are you going out to the club again? And I'm like, you could say that. And I sent him a video of me making a sandwich. <laughs> and at the end of it, I said, I guess I'll find a man now. What you should have done is make a club sandwich. I know. Going out to a club. Right. And he said that was pretty fucking funny. Um, that was pretty I'm, good. Cause you I'm said it funny. to me too. You know, I, I have a good personality. We'll just put it that way. So <laughs> I'll talk about what's new. I know. So Scott, do you need to go let the dog in? 
he's just going nuts outside. I'm going to let him go nuts for okay. a little bit. All right. So I'll just talk about this briefly because really the exciting shit's coming up this weekend. Um, Damn this right. Is just the boring stuff. I've been listening to this new podcast called Hot and Deadly, and it's just a collection of true crime. So if you like investigation discovery and maybe you like their swamp murder show or their like other shows that they've had that they only had like one season of, they've kind of all collected those shows into this podcast. And I actually find some of these shows annoying to watch on the TV because the acting, like watching the acting, the reenactments cheesy but like listening to it is actually not that bad. So I've been, I've been checking that out. Um, and I've really dug it. I, yet again, if you like true crime podcasts, you can find it anywhere. It's very professionally done and it's called hot and deadly. Nice. Um, what I brought, uh, cause I, 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 this was last minute for me. Cause I, uh, couldn't, I didn't think of it. Couldn't think of anything that yeah, you also haven't done anything interesting. <laughs> right. I haven't really done much exciting. Um, but uh, my favorite YouTube channel, they're uh, a gaming channel called Neebs Gaming, N-E-E-B-S Gaming. Um, they always do like survival games and stuff like that. And it's like a group of them. And they're always like harassing each other and like just working as a team, but like always like bickering like a family in a way. And it's quite entertaining. And they kind of like have a continuing story that they play through it. Well, during the spooky season, they always, uh, they didn't do it this year, but they um, released a, for this year, they released a super cut of every one of their times that they've played uh, horror video games and they called it Friday night. So they play it on Friday night, but it'd be Frighty night, like scary night. And like their reactions while playing some of these horror video games where you're jumping out of your fucking skin because this is why I don't play horror games, people, because my whole, my old man heart can't fucking take it. <laughs> like the shit of these games scares me more than anything I've ever seen on TV. Um, but yeah, I've been watching their like six and a half hour long super cut, just kind of going through that whenever I have time, like, and just and getting uh pure joy out of their visceral, visceral scared reactions of them playing horror video games. So they played like, uh, they played the Friday the 13th game. They played, uh, PT. They played, uh, until dawn. Uh, what was it? Uh, five, uh, five nights at Freddy's. Um, they pretty much just try every little horror game outlast. Uh, but yeah, it's just fun watching them. Cause they'll do just like one episode for like a half hour or whatever. And nice. some of they'll continue on, but yeah, it just goes like, Hey, it's spooky season. So why not watch spooky scary season. movie video or scary video games by my favorite YouTubers? Awesome. So this can just be found on YouTube. People can just Google it up. Yep. Just, uh, Google Neebs gaming N E E B S gaming. Awesome. We'll have way cooler stuff to talk about next time, ladies and gentlemen. Don't Maybe. you worry. Yeah. We're, we're going to be nerds. We, we might have something cool. I don't know. We're nerds. We have fun activities. <laughs> we have activities. We have activities planned, Scott. Activities. <laughs> man, we're going to talk about all the sushi I've eaten. Oh, man. I bought a, bottle, a lot of wine. I got three different bottles of wine for us and beer for you and okay. vodka. We have here as well. And yeah, we're just going to make lots of poor decisions. Well, not really. We got to be sober enough to go. We can't be hung over going through odds and manner. <laughs> like I threw up on the fucking Jason guy. <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious. Like, the power of Christ compels you. The power <laughs> of Christ compels you. Exercise the demon. <laughs> we get escorted out of haunted manor. <laughs> like, like, ma'am, sir, y'all not allowed. You're not allowed back again. You, you, you. You, you, we not all about this. Y'all need no to eBay. <laughs> Y'all need to get your mooses and your poutine and you need to go. <laughs> and make sure you grab your geese and tell the beavers to back off. Oh, I'm, you can't tell my beaver to back off. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Bonnie's yes. like, Rob Humphrey's like, your beaver's too old, Heather, because you're almost 40. <laughs> 
Good lord. I'm over the hill, according to Rob. Are you he running said, up you know, that hill? You know what he said to me once? He's like, don't worry, Heather. Some guys like older women. Wow, Rob. Wow. Isn't that fucking funny, though? Oh, Honestly, and when you burn me, burn me right. Then it's fine. Like, if you say something, I'm like, that's fucking funny. Like, Brandon Orlick always says, I have an extremely large head, and he's right. And it's funny. He's like, God, your head's so big. I'm like, it is big. No, you're not wrong. And my head is abnormally large. <laughs> it is. So, takes up oh. half of the fucking Zoom screen with my talk on Zoom. Anyway. Oh, my God. Um, I know we never said at the beginning. We're talking about Israel horror or Israeli horror today. Yes. Uh, we'll be talking about two films. Uh, so we'll be doing that after we hear from one of our friends at the Legion Podcast Network. So if we still have any left at the If we have any left. <laughs> so after these messages, we'll be right back. This will keep you quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You caught me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing... All the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. Welcome back. We are going to be talking about some Israel, Israeli, Israeli horror. There we go. You got there. Two movies. Um, Scott watched one of them. I watched the other one just due to access. So Scott is going to talk about his movie first. I didn't even write any details of it. Look like you're going off the fucking rails there, Scott. I really slacked today. First time I've ever done that. Yeah, I was going to say, I was kind of shocked. So I went to Letterboxd and Letterboxd is not helpful. <laughs> so, well, I guess you're going to have to IMDB that shit. So there's two movies that we selected. Mine was in English. Was your in English? Mine was a mix of English and Hebrew and uh, Spanish. Mm, okay. I can go first. You want me to go first? Uh, hold on. I, I think I can bust this out real fast. Oh, yeah, you can. Yeah. I'm, okay. There, It's a little better. Jesus, there's not much of a synopsis on any of these sites. All right. So the film that I ended up watching for our Israeli horror episode uh, is called Happy Times from 2019. This can be happy, found on happy, Shutter. Happy, 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 happy. Um, <laughs> happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, happy joy, joy, joy. joy. Uh, stars Michael Aloni, Iris Barr, Steffi Selma, Shani Atlas, Sophia Sante. Uh, directed by Michael Mayer and written and written by Gay Ale and or Guy Ale and Michael Mayer. Uh, the synopsis is: A seemingly friendly dinner party erupts into a night of violence and terror at a lush Hollywood estate. So, the other synopsis was even less than that. <laughs> but um, 
this movie was uh yeah i'll try to just kind of give you my own synopsis in a way but this movie is like an la la house from a well-to-do uh family they send their kids away and they're having friends over and friends and family over for like a dinner party and one like that just kind of like your typical like what could go wrong at a family slash friend dinner party lots of uh arguing uh lots of like just kind uh one guy ends up bringing a uh a african-american woman over as his girlfriend or his date for the dinner party and like some of the uh male family members start kind of like speaking racist things about her in their own language so she can't understand it and the cousin gets angry and fight starts breaking out and then this erupts into true freaking chaos along the lines of like bodies 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 and uh all my friends are dead where it's just like one bad thing happens after another happens after another happens after another it's just a freaking steamroller of chaos yeah people are dying left and right for shit that just got they got blamed for or something accidentally happens this was utter chaos and i had so much freaking fun with this film like the acting was all really well done heather's raising her eyebrows at me weirdly and freaking me out over here (laughs) mom but no i thought the acting was really really good the cinematography was beautiful the setting was great the story was just a lot of fun like this it's it's not not a lot it's hard to kind of go off of by myself without having someone else to bounce off of conversation wise but yeah like, scott's not used to doing this so no. he's used to other things so but not this. i'm used to just using my hands you know <laughs> but no i found this to just be a lot was of fun it, was it a relationship film that was like all your friends are dead all my friends are dead like funny kind of ridiculous yeah, like funny okay. awkward situations and like i guess it was okay. a mixture of family and friends and yeah like uh well, the wife that is at the hosting this party, her husband is dancing with one of their friends. And then the young guy that she works with, like, starts hitting on her in the kitchen. And then all of a sudden they start making out and the husband catches them and starts chasing them around the house and beating oh, the man. shit out so of them. So it's just and, like one thing after another, right? Oh, it is. It's just utter chaos and just kind of snowballs from there. And it's pure chaos. I love it. And you it, said you watched it on Tubi, right? Uh, yes, this was available on Tubi. Nice. Well, not not any kind of urban legends. We moved away from folklore, clearly. Yeah. Uh, that was more of a crazy, funny movie. Uh, mine is a remake or readaptation of the Gollum from the, uh, when was Gollum made? 1910? Like, like something like that. Yeah, I know it was like an old, old. old yeah, film. old, old film. So this is a retelling of it. It has a 5.5 rating on IMDb and an 86% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it is available on Tubi. This was released on August 27, 2018, and it's just called The Gollum. And during an outbreak of a deadly plague, a mysterious woman must save her tight-knit Jewish community from a foreign invaders, but the entity she conjures to protect them is far greater evil. So this is along the lines of the changeling kind of storyline. You meet this married couple. uh, You realize that she and him had lost a son, and there's been a lot of pressure for them to get pregnant, but she is preventing herself from getting pregnant and having abortions when needed. Um, it is a period piece is set in 1656. And honestly, like they didn't do the best job of setting it in 15, 1656. Like it's hard to really do that. You know what I mean? Like 2020, like 2018 set something back that far. It, right. it, it takes a lot. Like it takes a, who's the director of the lighthouse? Robert Eggers. It takes Robert Eggers, right. To <laughs> right. really like do that well. So 
you know, it's not bad for that, but the, the story is quite good. There's uh, this, this group of, we'll say gypsies for lack of a better word that are trying to like overtake this little village and they have the plague that they're carrying with them and they have to kind of fight back. And she finds a way spiritually to summon something that is not necessarily for the good. There's some um, really good, sorry. I was going to say, and uh, just so we can, because I'm sure someone may correct us. Uh, I know gypsy is kind of a non-PC term to use now. So uh, nomadic people. Oh, really? Let's just say, yep. Oh, nomadic people. I think that they were nomadic people. I don't even know if they were gypsies. I feel like that was just what they were trying to present in this film. So nomadic people, um, they have a disease. They're basically sick. And they bring, I don't know, they, they, I'm not, I'm still not quite sure why the infrared, like, in came into the village. Like, I'm not sure why they did that. I think it's, I don't know, maybe they were fighting over land or something. It was really confusing. Um, but basically, the woman is afraid of these people and afraid of them overtaking her village. So they find a way, she finds a way to conjure this religious, the golem, right? And, you know, it has some good kills towards the end. The third act is much more gory. And I think you would like it a lot more than, like, I enjoyed it, Scott, for what it was, but it's very much a historical piece. It's very much based in um, religious folklore, we'll say. Right. Um, very, very religious folklore. There's a lot about reading from, I can't remember what the Testament is um, for people who are Jewish, but it refers a um, lot to their Testaments and their books. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. Right. So it's, it's a good film. And honestly, for a Tubi watch, it's definitely like really, really good. It's just that you got to be into, you know, religious folklore, um, you know, kind of forgive that they're doing their best to make it look like it's 1656. Right. Right. <laughs> But it was entertaining. I enjoyed it. There's a little bit of Hebrew spoken in it, but not so much that like it doesn't even need to be translated. Like you just get the idea of what's going on when they're speaking Hebrew at different points where you're like, mm, that's not good. Like, you know what they're doing. They're trying gotcha. to pray or get out of a bad situation, right? So using religion. So it's it's entertaining. I recommend it for people. And yet again, it's a free to be watch. Yeah, say so, uh free for you in Canada. Like, yes so i don't know like, you, yeah i think it's on prime in the united states to pay for i think if what i described is what you're into then it's worth it yeah but for me uh happy times was on to be free for me but i don't think you could even find it at all even to rent no i couldn't even rent it i would have rented it if i could found it but i couldn't so right yeah it was hard to find iris it's israel horror but we managed to find a couple and yeah, recommend and them yeah, I was saying, like, I, you know, I don't like the, like, doing the single review, just because, like I say, I like the bounce back and forth. I, I'm awkward without having someone to bounce off of and talk things that might rem might remind me about something else that I, in the movie that I want to talk about. But, you know, this works for things like this where, you know, we don't have the option to watch them. Yeah, and that runs into a lot where we're finding with international horror that some movies you just... I find French, Spanish are easy to get a hold of. A lot of German ones are easy yep. to get a hold South of. South Korean will be too. South Korean. But when you get to like smaller countries and you're really trying to find or cultures, it's fucking challenging. Like, oh, yeah. It's it's really challenging, especially if English or something English sounding like is like, because obviously different English, like English sounds different across the world, different accents, stuff like that. But like, and even a lot of these other movies that are, I think it was Ukrainian horror that it was mostly in English, the found footage film we watched. Yeah. Right. Like even then they have a lot of English in them because they're trying to like bring in the North American audience. And 
but it can be a real hunt to find a lot of really good international films. But I think these are two good international films that I would definitely recommend. Yeah, I would say because I've I'll probably watch the Golem at some point because I'm very curious about that one myself. And yeah, you yeah, would like I, it, Scott. Hmm? You would like it. Yeah, I'll say it sounds like right up my alley. And yeah, Happy Times. I know you would have loved this, Heather, if you could have watched it. Like it's just super fun. And yeah, like uh, like you were saying with the brief uh like they didn't speak a lot of Hebrew in yours. No. This one I felt it felt authentic where amongst the family they were speaking a lot of Hebrew amongst themselves. But then like when other people that didn't speak Hebrew came in, they would start speaking in English to them. And they yeah. like they kind of mixed it up and back and forth and stuff like that. It, nice. Yeah. So but yeah, both great watches. Uh obviously one may be harder for people not in the US to find, but if you guys get a chance, happy times and the golem. It sounds like we both definitely recommend them. Yeah. Definitely good times. So our out of the dark segment is we're going to do a Halloween end spoiler discussion. And we're probably going to talk about the other two as well, because it's a, it's a, that's a, this is a trilogy after the first one, right? So this is another strand in the Halloween DNA. So spoiler work alert. If for some reason you haven't watched Halloween ends yet um, and you don't want to have it spoiled for you. Uh, we're um, just going to give a little brief overview, I guess. All right. Before we jump into this, Tim and uh, Daniel had stolen part of our show before, so it's my turn to steal one of theirs. Wow. Spoiler alert, alert, alert. Oh, uh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. Alert. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How do you like <laughs> Love that, Love you guys. <laughs> Who's the bitch now, Tim? Mm, me. <laughs> I'm your bitch, Tim. <laughs> I'm, I'm your bitch now, Tim. <laughs> it's like sleeping. <laughs> I'm your bitch now. Sleeping, he's like, why did Halloween end have to be so bad? Having nightmares about it as he sleeps. And, um, I'm, and I'm sitting there cresting him going, it's okay, Tim. Halloween ends was amazing. Admit it. Admit it. I feel like I was almost over the top arguing with some people how great it was just to piss them off. <laughs> just because, like, it was a fun game. Um, you know, I'll start off. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. You know, a couple of things that I've heard people complain about that I just want to address quickly. Um, this is not supposed to be supernatural Michael Myers in the original film. He was not supernatural. He was just a tough son of a bitch. So, you know, of course, Michael Myers would then age. That only makes sense that he would age over time. Um, and they jumped four years, people. They jumped four years. And I get that he would maybe be living in a sewer, trying to survive. That made a lot of sense to me. I don't think, and and when I say made a lot of sense to me, this is a fucking slasher film, people. Okay, this is a fucking Halloween a slasher. Long fan. dead be, or long beaten slasher franchise, right? Like you know, you gotta suspend some disbelief. People that are logically getting upset about this film, like it's like, well, he was really strong at some parts and then really weak at others, and then like, come on, <laughs> okay, like yeah. he's. It's a, it's a fucking Halloween film. We also got like a beat down by people with hockey sticks and irons in the last one. Right. Like, you know what I mean? In the first one, no one can figure out how he learned to drive a car after living in a mental institution for his entire life. From the time he was six to whatever age he got out, he managed to drive. Like there's a lot of things in the series that we forget and we forgive and we don't worry about the logic side of it. And I think that maybe people would have enjoyed this movie more if they, they did that at parts personally like when you're really trying to analyze how you know he's 70 and he should be tougher and how come he's tougher at this part and not another part like i I could get into the argument that people have strengths and weaknesses at different times but i don't even want to bother it's a slasher movie okay let me put this in comparison here my stepdad he is a badass he is athletic he is strong 
he's in his 70s now. He is weak and frail to the point where I could probably push him over now. You're not, not many 70-year-olds are going to be badass no matter what, especially, especially after an angry mob kicks the living fucking shit out of you in the second movie. And then you can't go to a hospital. You can't yep. go anywhere. You got to go hide. So your bones are probably broken and they're healing wrong and funny. And you probably like you probably like basically just on death's door the entire time because you're probably just bleeding out, like having an infection. You're in the fucking sewer, for Christ's sakes. Like, come on, people. He's an yeah. old man. And he, yeah. And you know what you're going to get, Scott? You're going to get some people that argue at you then. Well, why is he still going? I don't know. He was shot five times in the original movie and he continued to live. Right. You know, back in 1978, can we just accept that he's supposed to be a regular guy that I don't know, just can't fucking die and he just keeps going? Anyway, um, I agree with you, Scott, on that piece. The part that I understand that people don't necessarily like is the whole concept that evil. So this whole series is about the incarnation of evil and the different mm-hmm. shapes it takes. Um, the first one shows Jamie Lee Curtis as, as being kind of an evil person. It blends into the second. We got to remember that the Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills is the same night. Yeah. Um, I think people forget that. Like, that's the same night. That's why things are so consistent there, because it was basically the same day. Um, you know, and, and you have Jamie Lee Curtis, who's like an alcoholic. She's really angry. She hasn't moved on with her life. You know, all those different things. And you have in the second one, a capture of how the crowd in the town is so obsessed with finding Michael, getting rid of Michael. He's the source of all our problems. That's why everything's been so bad. And really, when you think about it, they're blaming the six-year-old kid for some murders that occurred in 1978 and they all haven't got over it. They probably all needed a group fucking counseling session because that sounds like a real long time to relive your trauma over and over again, 40 years later. Um, And do fucking uh, beatbox poetry to it. (laughs) Beatbox poetry, right? And then we see the infamous scene where the the patient who is like five feet, I don't know why more people aren't mad about that. He's like fucking five feet tall. Michael Myers is like six foot three and people mistake them for the same person. Jumps out the window because the crowd's evil pushed it over. And then we see the final reincarnation of evil showing in, in this one where this kid is bullied so much by people. And like to a point that Tim Davis made about this kid getting beat up when you're surrounded and you have been bullied by a community that has turned their back on you because you think you killed this kid. Yeah, a bunch of band geeks could intimidate you because you have no allies. You have no one to help you stand up for yourself. This kid, this guy has been isolated for something that wasn't even his fault. And I'm sorry, the stereotypical, oh, they were band geeks. I'm sorry, but I know plenty of band geeks that were fucking big muscular dudes. Just because they like music doesn't mean they have to be scrawny, wimpy nerds. I'm sorry. Like, they can be jocks and bullies. Like, it's that's a thing. Just like there are jocks that are tall and lanky and skinny, and they're not assholes. Like, for sure. Like, for sure. That right? is a stereotype that everyone keeps going, oh, he got beat up by dang geeks. No, he got beat up by bullies. Yeah. Dang geeks has nothing to fucking do. And he had no one to turn to. He's in a town where everyone blames him for this kid's death. He was already a socially awkward kid at the beginning. And then this shit happens. Like, I don't understand how people didn't fucking catch that. Right. Do and we think communities are kind? Because they're not. And they're people not. are always like, well, he's an adult. <laughs> Why did he stand up to him? Okay. He's an adult that has been blamed for killing a teenager when, or a little child. Do you think he wants to fight back? Because that's just going to make him look worse to everybody. Like, no, you know, he's trying to avoid conflict because of everything that's happened to him. 
I can tell people who have never been bullied who give that impression. Mm -hmm. I can always tell because you've never been in that situation or if you have, you've forgotten because it was so long ago where you don't feel like you have an ally. And of course, it's a fucking movie, everyone. That's the point to move the plot along. (laughs) Right, like, okay, I will. I was talking to Tim about this in our chat and I will say this. Would it have been better if they had introduced Corey throughout the 2018 and Halloween Kills film and kind of built him up as a character in the town and then brought him into this? I think that would have worked more and I think there'd be more people that'd be more accepting of it. Mm -hmm. But since it was like the final movie, the supposed final confrontation with Michael Myers, people were expecting that and didn't expect a brand new character that no one knew about in the previous movie. So I get the anger there. I understand. Yeah, for sure. Um, they could have sprinkled in some things about him, like making him just kind of just like show up and like be a background character at some point in the other movies. Yeah, absolutely. I agree, Scott. And like yet again, like what you like. It's just, I think that some of the criticisms that people are giving, it's a fucking horror movie and it's a movie. There's always unrealistic shit that happens in movies, well, you know, and, and, and you got to kind of like, and that's fine. You don't like it. That's cool. But like, I don't know. Like, it's, and also, uh, Tim even brought this up too. I, can't, I know we keep bringing up Tim, but that's because his. I know we're like attacking Tim because he was so angry. I was scared. And I'm not even. Not even. I'm not even attacking because I get it. Um, I'm a scared. But... I'm scared of you, Tim. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> we love you, Tim. But uh, no, I, like... I'm just afraid of you now. I'm not. This isn't love anymore. I'm fearful. <laughs> but uh, no, we we uh, he brought it up on horror for dummies, like, and so is Dave Z, and like, yeah, uh, the Halloween ends font appears on the screen, and it's the turquoise sky blue color that the font of the original halloween three season of the witch was so if you're a true halloween nerd and you see that going in you're gonna go they're doing a halloween three thing here they're not gonna go the route that we expect yeah it's kind of like if you are a true hardcore fan you can you can that's like a little hint that you can catch them go okay they're kind of just saying hey this is not what you think it's gonna be um but yeah like i well, you know, I did get, I will say, I did get the movie spoiled for me, like, purposely. Yeah, like, we both did. Yeah, and oh. I think knowing that going in helped more, because it was not just a, holy shit, what? Okay. Like, we knew it going in that something was going to be different there. And to tell you yeah. the truth, though, I was glued to the screen. I really liked the character of Corey. I felt for him. Yeah, I liked and, Corey, too. I mean, yeah, like, how fast he snapped. Yeah, maybe unbelievable, but it's a horror film. Yeah, it, like, I, I agree, and there's definitely problems with the film like i to me i did what four i was hoping was always going to do with five you know we get like a a younger version of a future micro myers that is you know haunting and killing and i was fine with that i i got him running into him in the sewer and michael not killing him because he saw him as someone that could bring him fear kind of like what we saw in freddie versus jason of jason using fred freddie versus freddie using jason to go and you know start fear up again right Right. so i kind of got that piece of it i get that he accidentally kills someone and yeah the dialogue between him and allison was not the best you know honestly None of the dialogue in the other two movies was that good. Either, I know so. none of the dialogue has ever been that great, so it doesn't really do that. I don't watch a Halloween movie for the dialogue. I don't watch a lot of horror movies for dialogue. So it's something like "Don't Worry, Darling" or "Midsummer" or you know something like that, where it's right. just that's what that's what it's relying on. Um, the Halloween film isn't relying on their dialogue. It no. really isn't. Um, you know, it's relying on other things, which may have not been there for people for this one. Um, I did enjoy the the kill where Corey and Michael team up on that that bitchy nurse and the, oh, and the yeah. doctor. I thought that was great. I thought and it was, it was nice. Scene. 
And it was a nice nod to the original kill from the original Halloween, yeah. stabbing her through the into the wall. Yeah, I and, thought that was great. And like, yeah, like I and yeah, people were saying like, you know, how could he be weak earlier, but then be strong now? It's like, well, yeah. it's because he's getting that kill feeling back, and it's just adrenaline, kind of, well, the adrenaline rush. How about not like, overthink it and just enjoy the movie? Right. Like, <laughs> I also. Okay, I got to ask you, because I've been hearing this a lot, and I'm still unsure what people are saying, but, like, maybe I'm just not catching it, but uh, they're saying, like, comparing it to Chris- John Carpenter's Christine. Oh, because of car chases. Like, he gets in the truck and chases. Oh, and is it because of the motorcycle, too? Yeah. Because like, once he yeah. gets the motorcycle, he starts feeling like a badass, is it? No, or- no, it's because, it, remember, he gets in the truck and chases the kid down? Yeah. Wallet kid, that's why. In the junkyard. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Like typical horror fans, they launched onto like a five minute scene and have decided that sums up the entire movie. And that's just people looking for reasons not to like it. And honestly, that scene did nothing for me. It didn't matter. I was like, oh yeah, cool. If it wasn't not to Christine, nice, cool. It's a good movie. Nice. Um I, I didn't find the the character of Corey a great actor. I thought he was very like I get he was playing a role. I, I found his character really weird. Um, I understood that Jimmy Lee Curtis in this film where Laurie was trying to make a complete swing. I've been angry. I've been hurtful for so long. You know, it's been four years. And and just to say, there is acknowledgement that, that Allison's mom died. She gives her fucking daughter the two wedding rings and is like, your parents would have wanted you to have this. And she acknowledges it. Like, well, what did we going to do? Go on and on that she died four years ago? Like, Well, and then also, like, she has... Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Laurie Strode has her picture of her daughter as a screensaver on her phone. Like, yeah. And I'll tell you right now, who's someone who has lost a family member, a brother, and I have watched my parents go through losing a son. Yeah. The, the hurt is still there. The loss is still there. But four years is a long time, and people move on. You gotta like, live your you life. You gotta move on. And so, right? Her not like breaking down in tears, crying all the time, and acknowledging and being like in a complete slump. Everyone grieves differently. And yeah, like after four years is a very long time to grieve. So like you do move on. You try to forgive. You're trying to forget. You try to just do your own life. So I get it. Like that I didn't. And your brother died tragically too. Like not that we're gonna need to like so Scott's coming from a real place of experience here. So you know, it's not yeah, he knows what he's fucking talking about. So um, I think that's a really good point, Scott. And I think also like, you know, she's, it's a movie again. Like she's just trying to present a different image for Allison and they're all just trying to live their life and not be afraid of Michael Myers anymore. Right. That's the whole purpose. They're trying to move past They're evil. trying to get past the trauma. But the town's all fucked because they keep blaming everyone for everything and they just keep fucking causing problems. You know who the real evil is? The fucking townspeople of Hattonfield. They're a bunch of assholes. Either they're fucking chasing down some man in a mental, uh, mental health hospital or they're or fucking blaming Lori for kid, blaming Lori, like all the fucking smack talk she gets because of you. Then everyone's like, you, no. my sister is on a wheelchair. It's like, no, because that was because I'm like, my no, you dumb, you dumb lady. It's because some psycho came back and killed people. Like it's anyway, I, I can get why people may not have liked the, you know, the Corey character, you know, the part where they go to the TJ thing is I find, or the radio thing I find silly too. Oh, I you know, there's parts of it that are silly, but like, I don't know. It's a fucking Halloween film. I don't, I don't know. And speaking of that DJ scene, I do gotta say, I love that fucking kill. And uh, when the jaw gets ripped off and he just like falls on the record and like the re- record is skipping on his head, like while, and it's still playing live on the air. I loved that. Oh yeah, and I thought also, that was great. Not many people have uh, said anything about this. I know Bill Castanelli did just like in a quick comment in one of the chat groups, but uh, our uh, 
our favorite uh, horror hostess from Joe Bob Briggs, uh, Darcy the Mail Girl, was the secretary of the uh, DJ booth. Just a quick little cameo before she got killed. Yeah. So that, that was. I thought that was really neat. That was really cool. And like, I don't know, the final showdown between Michael Myers and Jamie was fine. I thought Jamie. Laurie was fine. Um, oh, I, I thought that final confrontation was great. You know, like, I thought it was, I thought it was good, you know, and I like how they really made sure for this iteration of Halloween, like, Halloween HTO, we really thought it was over because he got beheaded and they found a way to bring him back. I don't know if they can bring back this. <laughs> no. Right? This is, you know, you put someone through a fucking shredder, like that's pretty much game over. Um, which I really, I thought that was great. And yeah, here's like, the thing. They'll create another Halloween set of series. Don't worry. Yeah. Like right? they'll either reboot it or they'll bring the Cult of Thorn series in or they'll try a new story. Like, you know, they'll, yeah. just, they'll just completely mess up the timeline even more like they already have. But um, yeah. No, like I do like that final confrontation because uh, I like that the fact that you know Corey first is like try like ends up slitting his throat and uh, I heard other people saying like, well why did he slit his throat like that blah 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 I'm like because what he was trying to do is trying to pin this on Lori to ruin the rest of her life to make her make everyone think she's the one that killed him and yeah. him being an innocent and so that's what he was doing that's why he was kind of laughing about it when he slit his throat because yep. he was trying to just ruin the rest of her life ah, it's just a fucked up dude right like yeah, by that point and, he was so far gone and i love the fact that that's when michael myers is like yeah, i'm still not after you laurie i just want i just came back here for my mask hey you're in the house huh, i'll come, come i'll come kill you and then yeah. like that beat down happens and like her and allison like finally kick the living shot of him pin him with that fridge and like that was an it's awesome done. like scene and they, yeah like the town fucking gets rid of him i love that thought that was a great way to just be like it's over michael yeah. is killed this trilogy is done though they could they no well maybe they could probably uh continue this if they wanted with Corey, because technically yeah Corey slit slit his throat and then michael broke his neck but we never do see the body again so Corey could somehow still be alive he could, and, oh my god no one's gonna want that can you no. imagine but i do have uh an idea how this could have been an even cooler tra end to this trilogy. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is something I was also talking to Tim about, like, this is my idea, but uh, so imagine, you know, Halloween 2018, Michael Myers escapes, you know, Halloween kills going on the rampage and all that. While all this is going on, let's also have Corey being a, a after snapping because of the town going on a killing spree himself during the same time Michael is, you just don't see there are certain scenes where you yeah, don't that see been good. Corey without or Michael Myers like face up. You just see the body. So play it out the entire trilogy as like, oh, Michael's been the one killing this entire time. Oh shit, no, Corey's been involved too, killing on his own. And like just kind of like using Michael as the scapegoat and no one really knows. I would have loved that. I think that would have been a cool way to really I mean, bring it. It would have been in. great. If we could do flashbacks in 2018, I don't see any reason why we could do flashbacks in this one. Right. And just be like, yeah, I killed this person. I killed this person. I killed this. Like, just show the right. ones where you didn't show Michael's face. And maybe that would have made more sense for more people. And again, like, and I don't mean this as like a pacific. I, I am not the biggest, like, I like the Halloween series. I enjoy it. But um, you know, did I think that they could have done it better? Sure. I guess they could have. Um, I found an entertaining enough movie. I watched it with George and yet again, George is a fair weather horror fan. And he said to me, I like this better than the other ones. He's like, the middle one was just dumb. It was just him killing for a fucking hour and a half. Right. So for him, that didn't work. Right. Um, yeah, this is more of know. a character study and like, uh, it is, of right? Trauma. right. And, and, you know, the whole reflection of the theme through these three movies is evil. 
and how the e- the the incarnation of evil and how evil takes different shapes and forms and that was the purpose of this trilogy and you know you don't have to like it it's okay or you can like part of the trilogy and not the other part of the trilogy i get it um you know some people were really disappointed i just don't understand the anger and i'm not talking about one person specifically i'm talking like i'm still in chat groups where people complain about it oh it's not like Like, i see it on facebook all the time and i just don't understand why it's because it's a beloved franchise long-running franchise to some and it's not ending the way they want it to end like if Friday the 13th pulled a Friday the 13th part five, like they came back and they pulled a Friday the 13th part five, as much as everybody loves part five now with Roy being the killer, if they did that again with a return of Friday the 13th, people would be pissed because they don't want, they want Jason yeah. back killing and they would be pissed because yeah. it's a long, long running franchise. It's just you must how be right. Be. I, I just, you know, I, I just look at it like, and I, and don't get me wrong. I don't see anything wrong with being pissed. I don't need to see anything wrong with being like, I didn't like this movie. You know, I thought it was poor plot development. I didn't think, you know, the the character of Michael made sense in this. But, and I totally get that. Like, I totally get stressed in your opinion saying, I don't think it was good. I did not enjoy it. I really wish they did something else. But like people making a petition to the filmmakers to remake it. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, are you serious? Like, that's the weirdest shit I've ever heard before in my life. Honestly. Newsflash, people. Online petitions don't work. Like, Stop wasting time. We have abortion being banned in some parts of the United States and women possibly dying because of pregnancies. But we're worried about a fucking Halloween fucking movie like give yourselves a fucking shake like even if you're not a political person that's fine you don't care about politics hey respect man that's cool like i i get that you're probably going to be a lot happier and healthier because of it but like to be part of a petition because you didn't like a movie i don't know like that just pushes a whole different like i can never imagine me contacting um damien leone yeah. Did I say that? And being like, you know, I really didn't like the art you did with art in this uh, Terrifier 2. I thought he was a little too silly. I want you to redo the movie so I like it more. Like, I just. <laughs> it's like the. Uh, I don't well, know. Like I just the, think it's weird. <laughs> well, it's like the shit I shared with you, uh, you and Brandon in the chat, where it was uh, Moms Against Terrifier 2. Yeah, that's fucking, also weird. <laughs> and just to show you how much this doesn't work david howard thornton even signed the petition himself to troll the group because he knows it's not going to change a goddamn thing because none of these petitions do who cares well not anymore like this isn't silent night deadly night 1980 right like you know and i i get again like why just don't have your kid go to the theater or accept that your kid trust me your kid can see a lot worse things on youtube like and it's not to say that makes it okay but it's to say, have a conversation with your child. Like Grim Cuddy, as much as that movie was silly, it's not fucking far off from the truth. Right. Right? So like, as much as I think horror fans are weird, I agree that that is just equally as weird. But writing positions to get movies out of theater and to get movies remade beyond, is like, it goes beyond me as ridiculous. I didn't like Scream 5 that much. I thought it was a pointless remake. I still went to the theater and watched it. I still, you know, said, ah, it was a Scream movie. It was entertaining. It wasn't like, I can't believe and i'm so upset about it and went on and on for weeks and weeks like i just i I don't know heather you just gave me an idea oh no i'm gonna start an online petition telling them to remove scream three four and five from history (laughs) i want these movies removed (laughs) i'm angry they exist (laughs) again 
have your opinion. I have no problem listening to people cut up Halloween ends. I enjoyed listening to him talk about Halloween ends and not being like, and not liking it. I've heard Mike Merriman talk about how he didn't like it. Neil Lemoy talk about how he doesn't like it. And that's okay. Yet again, like, it's cool. You didn't, you thought it was stupid. Yeah, you're right. There's some arguments that they give where I'm like, yeah, that you're right. That was stupid. It just didn't bother me. But yeah, totally. Like if I was, you know, didn't like ABCD, I totally get it. But to be so upset that weeks later, I see people still like I saw one of those spirit Halloween costumes, like the make. Oh yeah, the, said something like the douchebags behind Halloween, Halloween ends or ends. something. Like how? Like childish. I just, yeah, like I just don't understand how that can be the thing that you attach your horse to. But you know what? I I guess if like maybe movies are that important to you, and I know politics are important to me. I guess because I just think that they affect their daily life. I think they're more important than a film. But like you know, who am I, you know, maybe, maybe for some people, movies are really their life. And, you know, if a movie really offends them that much, it's really hard for them to get over, I guess. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we also are in the uh, minority of the horror community of, we just like, we just don't get this passion. Like we have a passion for yeah. the horror films, but yeah. we don't have that. Like, insane passion that some of these people in the community do yeah there's some people that are and good for them man like they eat the they eat sleep breathe live they go to every convention they buy everything they they know everything they you know like rob humphrey that interviews everyone look at me my name's rob i like to interview people oh my god i'm so important hmm. um but like you know I, uh, scott and i tried to interview one person they dicked us around and i then never tried again yeah like it was it was very much like i'm not doing this and it's not because like i i don't respect what these artists do i i think it's a an art I just don't have the energy. No. That's like, just, well, and it's just like old man yelling at clouds. No one's going to hear this. No one's going to care. Yeah. Like, well, I'll say obviously people are going to hear this, but none of the right people to. Like the writers aren't going to hear that and be like, oh, man, we'll make it right for all you Halloween fanboys. And we'll rewrite and put millions of dollars into remaking Halloween. And get the fuck out of here. Logically right. think about that for a second. Like, and also. You know, <laughs> Um, from what I've been hearing, uh, the novelization of Halloween Ends has like way more in-depth story behind it and like a lot more build up to why Corey is who he is and everything like that. And from mm -hmm. what I've heard, the people that have read it absolutely love it compared to cool. the movie. So, you know, if you don't want your uh, movie to be like this, go read the book, choose the other medium. And the last point I'm going to make on this is I've heard some argument of, oh, Smile made more money than Halloween Ends in the theater has. Halloween Ends was released on fucking Peacock. How many people were like, I'd rather watch it on Peacock than go to the theater? Well, and also, Smile has been in theaters for two months. Halloween Ends, two weeks. Give and it if time, Halloween, people. And if Smile Ends is a better movie, I'm saying yes, I don't know. It's a better it movie. It's a better movie. It's a better movie. That's why it made more money. Like, I, again, like, I don't know. Like, wow, what does that prove? Like, fuck's sakes, the Nighthouse didn't make the money that the Purge Anarchy did. And let me assure you, the fucking Nighthouse was a way better fucking film. Like, since when do horror fans use box office numbers to justify whether a movie is good or not? I thought we were the people that were like... When they want their argument proved. Right? Right. When they want to prove their argument right. Um, right. Right. But all that we need to say about this, though, is who cares who is dominating the box office? Be fucking happy. We got four mm -hmm. amazing horror films that were in theaters that did fucking gangbusters this year during Halloween season. Shock. I know. 
horror and Halloween season doing well? How did studios not know this? Scott's face is the best. Jesus, like. Honestly, this is the one time I wish we had video. Like, my God, people, what the fuck? Like, studios. Once again, you aren't going to hear this, so I'm just yelling at clouds. But hello, horror, Halloween makes fucking sense. Why not release during that season if you can? Because your movie will do great no matter what it is. It's so true, right? But anyway, hey, I'm sorry. If you were were really excited for Halloween ends and it wasn't for you, I'm just, I'm sorry for you. It sucks, man. Like, honestly, that sucks. You know, I, I get being disappointed. I didn't like Terrifier Fire 2 as much as I thought I would. Better write a um, petition now. But yet again, I, I don't feel the need to get upset about it. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's me. Um, you know, hopefully uh, everyone can eventually move on and watch other films. And hopefully this doesn't keep you up at night. Um, but yeah, so cheers to... The Halloween trilogy that was, and let's see what comes out. I, you know what I'm really excited for is scary stories to tell in the dark too, and uh, yeah, it may suck, and I may just have to deal with that too. So yeah, we'll I'm, see. I'm wondering when that'll be released. I know I keep waiting for it. That's still one of my oh, that movie's so fucking good. I love it. Such yeah, good, like such like like just on the cusp of getting into real horror. Yeah, you know? like most of the stuff that I was anticipating this year is now officially out. So I'm just kind of curious to see what everyone will bring us for the rest of the year yeah me too i'm after watching don't you don't worry darling today i was just like fuck yeah as i said everyone's upset about halloween ends and i'm watching don't worry darling like fuck guys <laughs> don't worry about halloween ends watch some other yeah, shit don't worry darlings don't don't worry <laughs> darlings watch some other stuff so thank you so much for listening to us uh as always on the Friday Nightmares podcast, we are proud man- man- members of the Legion Podcast Network. Uh, you can find them anywhere. You just Google, you know, Legion Podcast. We're on Spotify, iTunes, you know, all Stitcher, all the good streaming services. And we do have a Patreon where they do special screenings of movies and they do different episode releases. And of course, there's giveaways for codes. And, you know, for some reason you haven't joined Patreon yet. What are you waiting <laughs> for? What are you? waiting for oh there's a twist what are you waiting for no it's like Corey. oh my god i can't handle it (laughs) so please join today it's only i believe three dollars a month and it's totally worth your time and i don't know if you want to support scotty and i indirectly because that's the network we leech off of uh because scott and i don't have a patreon because we're not good enough for one (laughs) and we're just we're just i'm just lazy on editing so i just don't want to do more editing this is a hobby for us and maybe that's where our you know maybe our listeners like that maybe they like that we're just we're passionate horror fans but we're also apathetic at times you like what you like you enjoy what you enjoy you know unless something is completely over the top ridiculous and even then we'll find joy in it we both like the final rose on tubi so like so dumb, i don't know so like that's just the approach we have so that's how we approach it and that's how we roll so we i'm there go on square wheels baby we're smooth anyway um thank you as always for listening and we look forward to seeing you next time and scotty do you have anything to say good people well until next time people wish me luck uh and may you all say godspeed to me as i go and meet up with heather if i do not come back she is to blame yeah we're gonna make a found footage movie 
and it's gonna I be real low budgeted shit. <laughs> and that'll be Day of Disappearance Part Two. That's where right. Scott That's Crawford right. at? <laughs> Where's that bitch at? <laughs> where, where that bitch at? And just right, at, I say, where my bitch at the entire time? <laughs> where my bitch at? Need to see. <laughs> <laughs> Like, right here. <laughs> uh, but until right. next time, kitties, unpleasant dreams. See ya.